Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am T. Erica Patterson and I'm exploring how my mental health issues impact my personal success. I'm sharing a lot of my personal stories and also looking out into the world, trying to figure out if just because I have mental health issues, does that mean I am relegated to a life of misery? I don't think so. I don't have a miserable life. Actually, my life is only miserable when I decide that it is. When I make my focus the things that I don't have or the things that I want to happen versus being happy about the things that I do have and the things that I have done. So I've achieved a lot in my life. I am nearly 40 years old. Um, I've accomplished almost all of my dreams so far on a small scale, but I've done it, you know, and I feel proud of that most of the time. I find myself becoming depressed when I started focusing on the things that I feel that I should have experienced by now. Like, um, true friendship, I think. Having someone to talk to about the things that are important to me. Kindness, TLC. Those things that I have not experienced um, that I can remember in a very, very long time. I miss out on hugs and positive social interactions with people. (laughs) And I'm laughing because these seem so trivial to me when I'm speaking them out loud. Like, who doesn't have positive social interactions with people? Well, I don't, generally. And no matter where I go, I generally don't fit in. And no matter what kind of job I try to get, I can't stay there for too long. I start having anxiety attacks or they just don't want me around because I'm not behaving properly for a corporate environment. So I tend to be by myself a lot. I am a mom, a mom of two sons. They're 18 and 16 right now. One is in his first year of college, 18 year old. The other is in 11th grade. They're both amazing. And everybody, every mom thinks their son is amazing. But mine are. Because they're smart. They're compassionate. They're talented. And they absolutely adore each other. That's what I really love most about them. How they love each other. I don't have relationships like that with my brother and sister. I love my brother and sister. But we don't have that kind of relationship that I see my sons have. My sons live with their father. For the past 10 years, how that came about is a tragedy to me. And I was actually thinking about it earlier today. I try not to think about it. But the reality is, um, I couldn't afford to take care of them by myself. He was not helping, even though he's an attorney. And um, he asked, could they stay with him for a few weeks while I look for another job? I said, sure. I made him sign a contract saying that he would give them back whenever I found a job. I moved to another city to look for a new job, found a job. And contacted him saying, I got a job now, I'm ready. And he refused to give my sons back. So, I thought that, oh, we'll just go to court. And of course, they'll see my side that I've been taking care of them all these years. And he hasn't been helping and it'll work out. But that never happened. We never ended up going to court. And they ended up staying with him. And it's been 10 years since that happened. But the truth is, when I think about it now, that was the best thing that could have happened. Although, of course, I'm a mom, I feel some sort of guilt 
because I haven't been able to take care of my children. What's wrong with you where you can't take care of your kids? And then, of course, at times people assume that I'm an unfit mother, you know, but they don't ever say that to my face because, you know, people are not that rude usually. But the truth is, I think my sons were better off living with their father. So I have mental health issues and I didn't realize this until really recently. I didn't know what was going on with me. Why I'm having all these man. If you would have seen me at point, and now that I'm thinking about it, I imagine myself calling the suicide hotline a lot because I just needed somebody to talk to. But while I would be on the phone with them, I, my thoughts would be racing, and I would be in a panic, thinking I have to resolve this now. I have to figure this out, and I can imagine the other person on the phone like this woman is mentally ill but at the time I didn't know it at the time it just seemed like a lot of pressure but now I see I was having I don't know what the name of it is honestly but I used to call it mania and it used to make me feel like I wanted to kill myself I needed to figure this out I need to resolve this issue at this moment right now or the world is going to explode and it would happen every so often, and I would have to call the suicide hotline just to have somebody to talk to and do my sons know I'm mentally ill that I have mental mental health issues? Of course they do. They spend time with me. I remember one time recently I had a um episode, and I felt like I was out of control. It was, again, it was obsessive thoughts, and I was thinking I did something wrong. And when if I feel that I do something wrong, I'm much more hard on myself than anybody else could could be. But um, I felt like I, I said, did something inappropriate in a social situation. And that is always a cause of a lot of my stress because I typically don't understand a lot of the social things that we should and shouldn't do or should and shouldn't say. And that offends people a lot. And I've tried to be quiet or just not be myself or restrain myself. When I'm around people, like, don't talk, don't say nothing. Be quiet, be good. Because once I start going, I'm just going to say how I feel and be how I am. And usually that is very offensive to people. But when I was with my sons and it happened, I was so devastated. Like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have did it. And I felt so bad. Maybe I said the wrong thing. I said the wrong thing. And it became a spiral. It became one of those mania situations that I started to call it. Where I couldn't control my emotions about it. And I felt like I and I felt like I was bouncing off the walls emotionally. And I didn't know what to do. And I was just kind of freaking out. And I don't know. And I was and I remember my older son, he looked at me and he said, Mommy, go take a nap. And I said, that's a good idea. And I went right to sleep. And when I woke up, I was like, oh my gosh, it happened in front of my sons. But that wasn't the first time they've seen me not being quote unquote normal. Like I mentioned before, I have anxiety. And when I'm feeling my anxiety, I kind of do this thing where I apologize out loud and it's usually because of course a social situation that I feel that I should have handled differently or I realized oh you weren't supposed to say that or you weren't supposed to do that oh that was wrong you could have hurt their feelings and why would you and I start having all these obsessive thoughts about it 
and I started saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then I can't control or stop myself from saying that over and over again. And I hate that I do that because sometimes I do that in front of people and they're like, what are you sorry for? And I'm like, oh, nothing. But my sons are used to me doing that and I taught them how to handle it. I said, when you see me doing that, all you have to do is say, it's okay, mommy. You're all right. And when they say that to me, when I'm having that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Immediately I feel better. And I say, thank you, that helped. And it really does help. Mommy's got mental health issues. And I don't know if my son's would have benefited from being around me during all this time while I'm going through all of this. Not knowing what's wrong with me and then finally realizing it at this late age. Not being able to maintain relationships with anyone or maintain any jobs. But still pressing forward and making a name for myself and and doing what I want to do with my life and, and figuring things out. Peeping around corners, you know, doing different things. Swaying, swinging. Staying in the fight. But they had a stable life. They have it. With their father. Who loves them. Is always there for them. They adore him. They have a beautiful home. Always have. Sometimes I think they feel a little sorry for me. Because I'm always living in like. A little studio. In the back of somebody's house or something real tiny. Now that I'm back in Florida, I have a, to me, it's a beautiful apartment. I think this is the most, no, it's not the most beautiful apartment I've ever had. Because when I, when I had them with me, we had a really nice home. But I couldn't keep up with it on my own. But now in my apartment, I love it. I love living here. I love when they come visit me here. I feel happy and peaceful here. I'm trying to keep it, trying to maintain it every month. So that I can have a place for them to come and spend time with me. But today I'm just thinking. Why be angry at what happened 10 years ago. When you couldn't maintain taking care of your kids. When they turned out fine. Sometimes I think my younger son. Is a little resentful of me. But he's still young. So he doesn't understand what it's like to be grown. Have to take care of kids. And then on top of that for me to have mental health issues and then on top of that for his dad to be abusive to me consistently all 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 of these years maybe one day he will understand that it was a lot for me to stand up under and I did continue to stand up but when he asked for me mommy move back home I moved back to Florida even though I had no idea how I would do it but I did it once again, I perform magic, and I'm here. But maybe one day when he's an adult, he'll understand. But I know my oldest son understands because my oldest son says, Mommy, how things turned out in life, I'm glad of it because I like who I am. I love you, and I love Daddy, and I love everything about my life, and I don't need anything to be any different. That's what my son said to me. And I'm so glad he's so mature enough to say that. My oldest son, his name is Sai. 
But I'm breathing easier as I'm sharing this story because a part of me always wanted to lash back out at the father of my children for taking something away from me and for and and me being angry at myself for not being able to fight back. How can I have no money? Every time I would see an attorney, they wouldn't help me. He's an attorney. He has money. He can do all kinds of things. I can't do anything. I felt like I've been bullied. And there's nothing I could do to fight back. I couldn't grab them back and come. Take them where? I don't have a home for myself. Well, I didn't at the time. And it's been my greatest wish ever since then. Every year, I'm like, is this the year that I get a beautiful home and I can get my sons back and live with me again? Every year, I had that hope. It never happened. Now my son's in college. My other son's in 11th grade. It may never happen, you know. But I did that thing. I um I recognized today that it was for the best. I'm not an unfit mom. I'm not a bad person. I'm not stupid. You can only fight as much as you can fight. You can only do as much as you're capable of doing. And at the time, I always did what I was capable of doing. Even now, I'm doing what I'm capable of doing. Sometimes it's enough. Sometimes it's not. But I do my best. And my sons are fine. And I may have mental health issues, but I'm smart on top of that. I'm smart I'm a content producer. People appreciate my work. They come look at what I'm doing every day. They wake up every day looking to see if I created something new. They learn from me. Me. With mental health issues. Couldn't take care of her kids. Live alone. No friends. I'm still valuable. To a lot of people. I may not see them in person. But they write to me. And they tell me, and I believe them. And when I teach in the community, the people come to my class and they tell me I helped them. I changed them. I motivated them. I inspired them. I gave them the tools they need to get where they want to go. So I, I know that I have value in this world. And just because didn't things didn't turn out how I thought they should be, doesn't mean it was a bad thing. Because my boys are fine. They're handsome. They're happy. They have good friends. They smile when they see me. They're healthy. And they love me. And I know they love me. So what is there to be upset about? What is there to want to go and beat their daddy ass about? Because sometimes I still think about what are you going to do? You just going to let him win? But the reality is, as a mom, when your kids winning, you winning. And there's more than one way to be a good mom. There's more than one way to be a good mom. And when your kids are winning, you're winning. You did it. You did a good job. Mommy's mentally ill. 
But that's okay. She still did a good job. And I'm going to keep it going. You're listening to Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am Tierica Patterson. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.